Bill Belichick to Washington. Who's not at practice? And does Eric Bieniemy put the Sam Howell is our franchise QB question to rest? All that and more on your 16 November daily commanders update. Let's go. Greetings and salutations and welcome to your daily commanders update here on ref the district. I'm Nathan Perry, a part of the believe network and let's get it kicked off here for 16 November. And first up here is bill Belichick's rumors to go to Washington have kicked up again. And I tell you what, you can head to bet online and you can put down some of your hard earned cash on that. Bet online having the odds commanders at three to one. Make sure if you go over there, you use our code believe B L E A V. Get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. You can also bet on NFL games. College basketball is up and running along. Capitals are doing well. Maybe you want to put some money on them as well. Just make sure, like I said, use that code believe B L E A V and you'll get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on there. Uh, Bet online where the game starts. The rumors of Bill Belichick coming here to Washington kind of got stirred up again here in the middle of the week. And one of the more concerning tweets there was from Benjamin Albright, who was one of the first people to kind of put Eric Bienemy in Washington. And Benjamin here has heard that Washington was interested in trading. Bill Belichick. That seems a little bit surprising given the fact that they did trade away some of their defensive players. Bill Belichick, known as being a defensive minded coach and everything. Albert Breer went on the Dan Patrick show and he talked about kind of the reasoning of why this might make sense for Josh Harris to bring in Bill Belichick. Credibility was Albert's response there. And if you look at history, a lot of new coach or a lot of new owners rather have brought in some more respected and high ranking, you know, individuals to, you know, bring some credibility to their franchise as they've transitioned. And maybe that's why Josh Harris might be interested. That's why people are hearing that there is some interest in Bill Belichick. We had talked with um, the one of the New England Patriots beat reporters a while back ago. And Christopher told us, hey, listen, this doesn't seem to be the way to go. But that was a few weeks ago. Maybe things have changed. And as far as that's concerned, all I know is please do not bring Bill Belichick here. I think that'd be the wrong move for the organization. I have seen this organization work on building its culture back up. So I don't think you have to do something like that. I think you go, you know, young and exciting here rather than someone old and more, you know, reserved. You you have that with Ron Rivera. You know, you never got to winning with Ron Rivera, but at least you had that respectability and, you know, culture building through there. So I think a move to Bill Belichick would be a move backwards for Washington. So let's hope those 3-1 odds don't come to fruition and maybe one of those long shots or just stay with the Pats, Bill. Stay with the Pats. Getting into our injuries and updates here. 
Antonio Gibson missing from practice today, dealing with a toe injury. James Smith-Williams still dealing with that hamstring that he injured against the Seahawks this past Sunday. James Smith-Williams seriously in doubt, I think, for the game against the Giants. Antonio Gibson, double days now of did not practice because of that toe injury. That one will be very concerning and something we'll have to watch out because if he can't make it, what is that running back room going to look like? Alex Armaugh, of course, is both a, a running back and a tight end. Brian Robinson fills one role. Chris Rodriguez largely fills similar role there. Brian Robinson did show some of his pass-catching chops, and it worked out well for Washington. So maybe we do see more of that, or maybe we see Curtis Samuel playing kind of that trickster role back there as Curtis Samuel has been practicing. Alex Arma also dealing with an injury. He was on the sidelines as well. And so was somebody who we'll be happy to see come back here for the Washington defense. And that's Derek Forrest was back on the side field getting some work done over there still on IR as John Kime here has tweeted out saying that he is progressing. This one's pretty big for Washington. Jack Del Rio actually highlighted this during his presser was that Defoe is somebody who has been doing a good job putting a top on Washington's defense and not allowing those big plays. Now, that's not always the case, as I definitely remember some early games this season with Derek Forrest in there that he was the last man standing and whiffed pretty badly. But last year, he had a good season. If he can come back, play like he did last year, hopefully they'll you know stop some of the big plays that this Washington defense was giving up along the way. But he's still not been activated from IR but it is promising to see him kind of work there. I have liked what I've seen from Percy Butler, so maybe we'll continue seeing him grow into that role. Derek Forrest only a couple years older than uh, Percy Butler anyway, so we'll see how the dynamic works there, especially when it comes back. Maybe that allows Cam Curl to roam a little bit more, do some freeing up of his play. Things to keep an eye on for Washington. Jack Del Rio, by the way, in his presser, going to defense for his defensive tackles, talking about Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, saying that uh, while he doesn't grade them, he says they're, they're actually playing pretty well, then challenges the media there by saying that he'll happily sit down and watch some tape to go over their play. I do think the play of Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne has been kind of put under a microscope especially with the loss of Montez Sweat and Chase Young, their numbers aren't as good as they were last year. They are not dominating. John Allen last year was, in my opinion, an all-pro player. He was absolutely a monster. He earned his spot in the NFL Top 100, and Deron Payne earned a big paycheck and a spot on the Top 100. This year, though, the two have been a little lackluster. That was even with Montez Sweat and Chase Young on the field. So now that both of them are gone and they're the core focus, they really do need to step it up and become more dominant for Washington to be successful. I don't necessarily agree with Jack Del Rio that they've played pretty well. I think they've played okay, but when you're getting $20 million a piece, you probably need to up your game and start playing 
pretty well, especially with the younger pass rushers off to the side of you, not able to take on those one-on-ones themselves. So we will see if Jack Del Rio can coach this defensive team into actually being able to stop somebody giants coming up poor offense maybe this is a breakout game for deron Payne and jonathan allen eric benemy was on his presser as well he had the opportunity to put to rest the sam howell franchise qb talk and he did he sort of sidestepped it okay if you were to look at these words here that john keim Uh, took down from there or listened to it directly. I thought the answer was pretty interesting. You can tell just how much Eric Bieniemy likes Sam Howe, but he didn't necessarily go out of his way to say Sam Howe is the franchise QB. Instead, he's talked about how impressive Sam Howe is, how coachable Sam Howe is, and how he will continue to progress and head into the right direction as long as he stays humble, hardworking, and doesn't take anything for granted. I definitely thought it was interesting that Eric Benemy did not take the opportunity to be like, yes, he's a franchise QB, and instead took some time to kind of dote on Sam and talk about the good traits of Sam, and then talk about how even though he's been he's made mistakes, he bounces back and he does things. It sounded almost like an interview type question, and I wonder how much of that is. Eric Bieniemy trying to keep Sam Howell humble to kind of keep him hungry and learning because he is a young QB. He's 23 years old. He's still got a lot to learn. And Eric Bieniemy is doing this by baptism by fire, keeping him out there 55 dropbacks a game and just kind of wonder if maybe that was intentional for him not to necessarily anoint the young pass uh, play caller him as the next guy as the franchise guy just to make sure that he keeps him invested in the offense and learning and doing things i think everyone likes what they've seen from sam how eric Bieniemy as well he talked about how he knew people in the building knew just how good sam how was and that the fact that the national media isn't necessarily as attentive to sam how as they are cj stroud isn't necessarily because of the draft position. C.J. Stroud being taken second overall, Sam Howell taken in the fifth. Eric Bieniemy says, if you listen to anybody who actually knew Sam Howell's play, they knew that he was going to be a good player. Now, I don't know that so many people thought that he was going to be a great player, especially after falling to the fifth round, but he sure is in line with being very impressive this year. He's got a good test up against the Giants who were able to take him down six times last time the two teams met. So maybe, maybe just maybe, Eric Bieniemy might have something planned for the Giants' defense. Maybe listening to his friend Brad Childress, who had sent Eric Bieniemy a hat in preseason, Eric Bieniemy being coy at, the po- at that point to not say what it was, now revealing it today that it was run the ball coach you got to listen to him listen to brad childress there for us maybe run the ball just a little bit more washington is scoring at a better clip this year but the still below nfl average league average so it's kind of interesting to see that they are by far the highest passing percentage team in the league right now 
something that you figure has been helping Sam Howell develop as he's got a lot of reps. And that is something a QB needs is those reps. But you think if Washington's going to go on a run here, they're going to have to run the ball a little bit more. Eric Beanie also says that he takes the time to reflect on games and writes down three different things that he should have done differently. So I want to hear from you either on our comment section here or hit us up on one of our socials if you're listening to this on your favorite audio platform. What are the three things that you think Eric Bieniemy should have learned from that Giants game that he can apply to this week's game against the Giants? Obviously, I expect number one to be run the ball, coach. You got to run the ball a little bit more. I do expect Sam Howell to be better against the Blitz this weekend. You know, Wink Martindale does a great job disguising Blitz, and Sam Howell's going to still have some trouble identifying where the Blitz is coming from. But as long as he can get that ball out quickly or move the pocket, which we did see later in that game against the Giants back in week seven, maybe this offense will get moving. Again, let us know what your three things that Eric Benemy should have learned from that offense against the Giants. We'll see who has it best, and then make sure you join us on Sunday as we'll be doing play-by-play and commentary, and we'll talk about which three things that we think he should have learned and talk about your answers there as well. Good news for Washington, bad news for the Giants. Their sole offensive playmaker is a little banged up. And that's Saquon Barkley, Pat Leonard for a New York Beat reporter, told J.P. Finley that Saquon Barkley is as hurt as he has been since missing three games earlier this week or earlier this season. And uh, he hurt his ankle. And that is going to bode well for Washington as at this point, With Tommy DeVito being the QB, you don't have any wide receiver threats. Waller's on IR. Saquon Barkley really is that offense. I don't know if Jack Del Rio's defense is up to the task of actually shutting out a team, but by golly, they've got to do a darn good job here if Saquon Barkley is out there and crutches, essentially, trying to run the entire offense through him. We'll see what happens, and we'll be sure to ask Carl Banks on Saturday as we preview the Giants game with him from the Believe in Giants podcast. Of course, a former NFL player in his own right. Carl Banks joining us for that one. Be sure to check that out on Saturday. I'm Nathan Perry here on Ref the District on the Believe Network presented by Bet Online. And until next time, be a fan. We'll be right back. 